You are listening to Caring Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We want to connect on a deeper level, and what better way than through conversation. We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected. Welcome back, everyone. So excited to have you here for another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. This is Sydney, of course. And this week, we are going to be talking all about emotions and how we're affected by them, how we move through them, and all that kind of goodness. But before we jump into the topic, let's intro the other host. How's it going, Ange? Hey, hey, hey. It is going fantastic. It's Friday. So it's definitely a great day, and I'm definitely really excited about this episode because I actually had something I wanted to share earlier that happened to me earlier this week that I thought would be something to, um, I guess, go great with our topic today. Yeah, that is awesome. Yes, happy Friday. Uh, For those of you listening, if you're listening on Friday, happy Friday. Uh, If you're listening on Monday, then happy Monday. (laughs) <laughs> um, whatever day of the week it is for you. So yeah, as, as I was saying, it's all about emotion. So why don't, let's just jump into it, Ange. Let us know what, what did you go through earlier this week and, and share your experiences with us? Yeah, so earlier this week, I was trying to record some more videos for my new fitness program that I had come out just recently. And my phone decided to stop recording halfway through and it said storage was full. And I'm like, oh, of course it is. And I'm sure everybody listening here can relate to this because I know it's at least happened to one of us, if not 100. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So then I got a little flustered and the gym where I was working at it doesn't have very good cell reception. So you literally have to go to the front lobby or go near a window. And luckily enough, I was recording near a window but when I went to go into the settings app to click manage storage, so, you know, you can buy more storage and sorry, not sorry, but I am an iPhone user. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm in the manage storage section and for some reason it wasn't letting me click the button to upgrade. I I know I, I knew how to click that button because I did it the first time, you know, it's like 50 gigabytes for $1.99 or something like that. Right. $1.29. And yeah, it wasn't letting me click it. And I was getting really frustrated. I said, all right, you know what? I'm coming back to the gym tomorrow. I'll just continue my recording tomorrow and tomorrow will be a new day. So I just went on with my workout and I just ended up not filming, but actually working out. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Tuesday comes around and the same thing happened. I'm like, come on, like what is going on? So then I, instead of just, I guess, getting flustered with myself or how my old self would be, I said, you know what? I'm just going to pause for my workout. I'm here really to film today. So it's okay if I don't work out. And I ended up just getting on the phone with Apple. And I said, listen, this is what's going on. Can you please help guide through? And 12 minutes later, the problem was solved. 
like 12 minutes out of my entire time I had to take and the problem was, was solved. But if this were to happen to me, honestly, a year ago, oh my gosh, I would have been crying in hysterics, like my phone, this is not working. It's the end of the world. I don't have any more time. This is the only time I, you know, I'd, I'd make all these stories up in my mind and I could just see myself getting so emotional from how my past version was and just seeing myself, how I was able to work through it. Yeah. It took me two days, but I, I never like broke down in tears. I was never frustrated. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is going to ruin my day. I just kind of put it past me. I said, you know what? I'm going to find a way to work through this. And I did. So that was my big like aha moment, I want to say, on old Angie versus new Angie. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because honestly, as you're sharing this, I'm like, I, I've had, if not the exact same, very similar experiences happen to me. For instance, today, I went for a walk this morning um, with my dog, Poseidon. and. I was like, oh, maybe I'll take some photos in order to have some more photos to use for Instagram. And of course, I get it all set up. I get the timer set up. I get my phone perfectly situated. So like it's leaning in this tree branch so I can get a photo of me walking down the path with Poseidon. And the moment I hit like the, not the record button, but the button to like start the timer, my phone died. Oh, <laughs> I know. And, I was like, it, and literally the, it, for me is very different because I didn't go through a moment of frustration um, because I took it as a sign. I took it as a sign from the universe that it's not time for you to take photos. Don't be dicking around on your phone. Um, right now you're on this walk to um, get centered, to get soul centered, to ground yourself in this moment, to connect back to mother nature and to connect back to yourself. So I really just kind of brushed it out the window and, or, or brushed it under the rug or whatever. I just, I didn't even brush it under the rug. I just let it dissipate. Right. I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm not supposed to take the photo, but I, in other instances, I know what you mean in, in getting that frustration and getting to that point and then just kind of like taking a step back and reminding myself, like, there's no point in me getting frustrated right now because this isn't going to solve anything. So what if I just put this to the side, kind of like how you did, right? You were like, well, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll record tomorrow, right? Like this isn't working the way that I want it to work right now. And rather than me forcing it to work, um, Clearly, for some reason, it's not supposed to happen right now. So I'm going to step back into flowing through life and I'll come back to that at a later day. But I was like you a year ago. So one of my examples is with my computer. Uh, almost exactly a year ago, I was doing work on my business and my computer was full. And like there was, it was so full of store, like the storage was so full that I couldn't even turn it on or off. Oh my God. Um, and I was, I was crushed, like crying. This is the end of the world. How am I going to be able to go on? Like my emotions from this little thing that I had no control over my emotions then took control over me. And kind of like you said, like I started telling myself a story that screwed me and made things worse because I said to myself while I was in these hysterical emotions, I said, I'm not going to be able to do my business anymore. That's it. I'm a failure. Life's not going to go on. Whereas 
it, it, short, long story short, it ended up fine. I took my computer in and I got it fixed and I, I made a mess out of something that didn't need to be a mess. Um, but now similar situation happens to me and I immediately just go, well, for some reason this isn't working and I can't control it. And rather than get super upset and waste the next day or couple of days of being upset and stuck in this story that I created, I'm just going to move on and go do something else. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you, you share that because I, I'm sitting here like nodding my head. It's interesting in the sense that you were able to, well now, not the computer, but your, your, um, my phone. The, yeah. When you're taking the photo in the, in the tree yeah. there, you were able to kind of just sweep it under the rug. And now I'm thinking like, yeah, well, everything happens for a reason. You know, if that meant yesterday wasn't me- meant to record, that was more for a workout. That means today it's more for recording. Cause you had a good workout yesterday. Yeah. And like thinking back to, you know, your laptop situation, like that would have crushed me too. If that would have happened to me, like, you know, six months, a year ago, I would have just thought it was the end of the world. And funny yeah. enough, something like that did happen to me where I just, you know, it was as simple as I wasn't able to log into Instagram. Right. (laughs) Same thing. Like, you know, it's the end of the world. I'm not going to be able to start my business. I now start from scratch. It's going to be so much harder. And it's like, why am I creating all of these silly stories inside of my mind? Like they're clearly not real. I'm just making them up. But the problem is now that I'm looking back at it, what I was doing was I kept creating all these stories and all these hypo- hypothetical things, scenarios that I actually started to believe over time. And the difference from who I was then to who I am now, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, said, is that, okay, everything happens for a reason. Yes. The universe is here to tell me this is not your time to take a photo. This is not your time to, you know, get onto your computer or log into Instagram. So, or, you know, the, the most typical, uh, example I can even get into is traffic, like traffic. Um, oh my gosh. Why am I not thinking of the word? Like when you're angry in traffic road rage. Oh my gosh. Thank you. The words were not coming to me. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Thank you. But yeah, road, road rage. You know, it's the same thing. Somebody cuts you off, man. If that was me a year ago, I'd be like, you son of a sucker, you ruined my day. I'm going to now ride you. And so you can have to slam on your brakes and I'm going to put my high beams on because you ruined my day. Like, yeah. Made you know what's choice. Like, so yeah. now you I'm know like, it's- okay, like move out of the way. I'm going to change lanes. And uh, now I just already forgot about you. I don't have space for that anymore. Like, let it go. <laughs> you know, what's really funny about that. I love that you brought up road rage because actually today and This is really funny because I forgot that this happened, yet when it happened, I was like, oh, I got to tell Ange about this. So now I'm telling you about this. Um, I was driving to um, one of my dog walking clients' places, and as I was driving, I saw this um, big tow truck. Like, it wasn't a small one. It was a big one because it was was a flatbed tow truck, and it was getting ready to pick up, like, a sprinter van or um, something like that like a postal van or something. And I'm, I'm driving really slow because I'm merging, um, from, 
a different direction. Like I'm turning a corner, merging into a lane and I have to get around this tow truck. And as I'm getting around it, I see the guy on my side of the traffic. So I slow down more because he's not quite in my lane, but kind of in my lane. So I obviously don't want to hit him. So I'm slowing down and like giving him a little bit of space, but also watching the traffic on the other side of me to make sure I'm not verging into their lane. And then I look over and I see a lady on the other side of the flatbed tow truck screaming her brains out. Like she, I could just tell from the scene, my windows were up. I couldn't hear anything. She was livid. Like she was so mad. And the tow truck guy was just like continuing to do his job. As I get in front of the tow truck, I see her vehicle, she's trying to get out from a parking lot and the tow truck who's picking up this vehicle that's obviously broken down, he's kind of blocking the entrance of the parking, like the parking lot entrance. So my guess- Trying to come out. Exactly. My guess with the situation, and he was parked there. So it's not like he just got there and like hit her. Again, I don't know what happened before, but my guess is, is- she was angry because he was kind of blocking the entrance and she couldn't get out of the parking lot and go onto the street. And maybe she had some sort of appointment that she was going to right? whatever reason that made her explode. I'm continuing to drive, trying to focus on the road, um, but also intrigued by this situation. And I look in my rear view mirror and she kicks the front wheel tire of the tow truck. Like no. she is, she is so mad. She kicks the vehicle. Oh and my I gosh, like, lady. I know I giggled to myself. I mean, I kind of was also like, okay, like hopefully you can have a better day. But I giggled to myself because she let her emotions get the better of her. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? We're like, you kept mentioning the story that you told yourself. And I mentioned the story that I told myself. And this is a great thing to kind of reference in this moment, because maybe for those of you out there listening, you don't know this, but this is something that Ange and I have discovered on our own paths, but your emotions only last for six to 90 seconds. Okay. So that's not that long. It's six seconds to a minute and a half. Now, when you're in this emotion, what is the story you are telling yourself? So after the emotion is long gone, you look back on the situation and all that you remember is the story you told yourself. So for instance, when my computer broke down last year, the story I told myself was, this is the end of the world. I'm never going to be able to continue with my business. I am a failure. My business is a failure. So after the emotion ended, you know, it probably lasted the full 90 seconds, but after it ended, I continued with that mindset of I'm a failure. My business is never going to work. This is the end of the world. So I almost recreated the emotion or created new emotions that went off of that storyline. So I continued to cry in hysterics and felt like it was the end of the world for basically two days. Whereas the original emotion after the computer didn't work was ended, like had ended after 90 seconds. And so you just kind of have to think about it. What is the emotion that you're experiencing? Okay. And then, and then experience it. Just be in it. 
But don't get caught up in letting the emotion control you by creating these egotistical thoughts of I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I am a failure, this is all, everything's going to continue to go wrong, um, this is continuing to be stressful, right? Just, just be in the emotion. Stop letting your mind take control of you while you're in the emotion. So if I'm gathering this correctly with how you're saying it, it's that you want to acknowledge this emotion that's coming in because it's going to be there for six to 90 seconds and you want to feel the emotion. But then when the 90 seconds is up or whenever the emotion you know, decides to dissipate from you and you start to, you start to catch yourself you know, starting these stories, you want to rewind a little bit because mm. you need to acknowledge that right now you are having an emotion. Right. So when you have the emotion, it's like, okay, that means we know what's coming up next. It's story time. So going into the story time mode, I want to say, yeah, it's almost like you're preparing yourself mentally to say like, Hey, this is just an emotion. Mm-hmm. We don't need to create any stories take a second, take a breath and go through the tools and strategies, how you just, how you just suggested, right? Like you're just stepping back for a second and really, you know, look, just look at your environment, like ground yourself in the sense that, okay, like if there's a chair near you, touch the chair, you can feel your feet on the floor. You know, you can start feeling your breath, becoming more present with the moment. So that way you're not letting the emotion, you know, overcome you. I want to say, yeah. And then that way it'll help you not create these stories in your mind. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, you know, I love the idea of the story time, but the story time doesn't necessarily start after the 90 seconds is up, right? Like the story time can start as soon as you're in the emotion, but I love exactly what you're saying. Don't even allow yourself to get to that story time, right? And that's exactly what I do now. Now that I've learned this, when an emotion comes through me, I ground myself. Exactly what you were saying, Ange. Like, I feel my feet on the floor. I name the emotion if I can in that moment. And then I breathe. I connect to my breath. I breathe in deeply and I breathe out deeply. And I continue that, breathing in and out. And honestly, usually the emotion ends in tears for me. So while I'm breathing, I just let the tears flow out of me because if the tears are flowing out of me, then I like to think that, think of that as the emotions are flowing out of me. And when the emotions flow out of me, it means that I am letting go of the emotions. I'm releasing them. I'm not holding them within me, burying them so they can you know, surface later on and I can be triggered because of something else. So yes, once the emotion hits you, ground yourself, feel your feet on the ground, connect to something in the room or in the space that you are in to bring you back to this moment. Breathe through the emotion, let it flow through you and out of you. And then the moment that you start to realize you're not in that emotion anymore, then it's, okay, how can I move forward? Right. So you haven't, because you've, you know, thought about grounding yourself, you've named the emotion and then you've connected to your breath. You haven't even had time to create the stories in your mind because you've been so focused on just letting the emotion flow out of you. 
that's such a key pointer for you to say that it's, you don't create time to, to yeah. create a story. So, because you're choosing to do other things instead, and that's being very mindful into and aware of your body, yes. your thoughts, your, your emotions, your feelings, like literally everything. So that's, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And also talking about grounding, I know you're a very outdoorsy nature person, especially with Poseidon, you know, going out for walks with him and whatnot. But yeah. I know for myself as well, I always find myself at peace in, in the outdoors. And that's not necessarily meaning like, you know, I'm like really stressed out. I'm just going to run outside and like run a lap or walk and walk down to the park. That's not what I mean. It's just more that when I'm starting to, or when I get a chance to, I will go outside, literally take a huge breath in of air and just look at everything, soak up everything that's in front of me, like this tree, like, holy crap, how long mm -hmm. has this tree been here? Wow. Look at the, look at the gravel on the road. Like it's just organized in this way. There's some sparkles in it. Like literally just looking at every single little detail and it just, it, you're just surrounded. And as you kind of walk through nature or anyways, this is my experience, but you know, as I'm walking through nature, I just feel connected. Like I feel connected on such a deeper level that it just immediately brings me to calmness. So mm. if I am ever in a high stress situation and, you know, I need to go take, go take a fiver or something, I'll most likely go outside and yeah, yeah. we'll take a breath. But if there's times where I'm like really stressed out and I notice that I do have like five minutes, then I will absolutely intentfully walk outside for five minutes. And mm -hmm. actually funny enough, this happened to me earlier in the summer. So I was biking back and forth, um, towards the gym, uh, bef like before and after. And on my bike ride home, it's not that I was sore that I didn't want to bike ride anymore. I just felt like as I was biking that the, like everything around me was just going by too fast. And I was just so concentrated on getting home and getting there. And I was not concentrating and being there in the moment. And I didn't have anything, you know, on the go later. And I just remember I literally hopped off my bike on this like <laughs> random bicycle path. I mean, it's a pretty long path. And then I started walking my bike and people, you know, were coming up to me. They're like, uh, miss, are you okay? I said, yep. I'm just wanting to walk. <laughs> and honestly, I walked the rest of the length home. So I think it was close to like 10 K. I just ended up walking and I just felt such like such peace. And I felt so calm and earlier, I don't remember if it was earlier that day or earlier that week, I had a very stressful week and knowing that I was able to kind of give myself those five minutes. Well, I say five minutes. It felt like five hours, but <laughs> you know, like that time that it took for me to walk the 10 kilometers. Okay. Realistically it would be five minutes. <laughs> I like, now that I said that out loud, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but yeah, just really giving myself the time to kind of walk through nature and let my thoughts wander and be like, wow, like this is really happening. Like you have the chance to kind of reflect and look on everything around you, you know, think about the stressful times, try to find a solution in it. You're just calm and at peace because you're giving yourself intentfully the time to give you to, that you need to give yourself. Yeah. And I know, you know, earlier we're talking about emotions and stuff, but I, I do think that stress is a trigger to your emotions. And 
I, 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 I really wanted to share that story because I noticed that in, in triggers that causes the stress, like for instance, if this would have happened to me a year ago and I wasn't able to get onto my phone to take on pictures, like how I was explaining earlier, Mm -hmm. I would have been easily triggered and stress would have like raised through the roof, you know, end of the world. I'm like high stress, you know, everything's wrong, like just stress, stress, stress. But then now it's like, take a breath, hold on. It's not the end of the world. It's just a freaking photo. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I just, love that. Yeah. Thanks. I love, I love the story that you shared as well. Um, the, the biking and then the walking. And I think that's a great example of listening, listening to yourself, mind, body, spirit, right. And deciding, right. Like you, you were already out in nature. You were riding your bike. You already had a mode of transportation to get home. Yet for some reason, something within you said, no, I need to walk. And you didn't question that. And you didn't question what it was within you that said, no, I need to walk. You just hopped off and you walked. And it ended up being a way more enjoyable experience for you. It ended up probably de-stressing from the entire week rather than that rush, rush, rush of get home. And like I said, you, you didn't know what it was within you. Something was just urging you to walk. And that, I fully believe, was your spirit. Your spirit was calling, your soul was calling on your mind and your body and was saying, hey, Ange, you need to get off your bike. You need to walk. You need to ground yourself in this moment. You need to be more mindful, right? Clearing out the mind, not being mindful, like having your mind full, but being mindful and just relaxing and connecting and, and letting go. And I actually, I say, I love that. Not just, excuse me, not just because I love the experience because I do, but I also, I experienced something today that was very similar to that of listening to your spirit that is urging you to do something. So today I actually had a few things on my list that I wanted to work through. And, um, I kept opening my workbook and I would say to myself and, and whenever I'm doing any sort of project for my business, I always like call in my divine team. I call in myself, I call in great creator. And I just ask, you know, for the motivation to move through it. I asked for the communication to move through me, whatever it is that I'm working on, I just kind of ask, you know, I open myself up to um, spirit and whatever it is that needs to move through me. And in doing that, you know, nothing was coming forward. And I was feeling like if I was going to continue working on this project that I, I need to get done, I felt like I was forcing it. And I know because of the work that I do, I can't force anything. It really does need to come from my heart and soul. It really does need to come from, from great creator, from spirit. It needs to flow through me in order for it not only to make sense, but for it to be filled with the healing energy that I want it to be filled to help whoever it is that I'm creating it for. And so in that moment of realizing that I I couldn't force it, 
I took a step back and I decided to, to do something else. And what I ended up doing is I pulled out this book that my mom gave to me um, for Christmas. And it was a re-gift. It was a book that she's had for, a numer for numerous years and she re-gifted it to me. And um, it's a beautiful book and it's, it's massive and it's filled with so many different life lessons and strategies and things like that. And so I was reading the, the prologue of it because I actually haven't opened it yet. Um, and so I was reading what the author was saying and, and after kind of reading her experience, you know, she kind of ends it by saying, you can move through this book many different ways. You can read it front to back, or you can, if you feel called to receive a message from spirit, from great creator, then just ask for the right message to come forward and then flip through and open any random page. And that's what I felt called to do. And so that's what I did. I said, whatever message needs to come forward, whatever I need to hear right now, please let me open this up to the right page. And I did that two different times. Um, and both of the messages that came forward were exactly what I needed to hear. Not necessarily in regards to my business, so I could then go and do the project. I never ended up going and doing the project I needed to work on, but they were exactly what I, Sydney, needed to hear at this moment in my life in order to continue to grow, in order to continue to learn, and in order to continue to move forward. So that really helped me with my emotions because I, from not being able to do the project that I originally wanted to, I didn't go into frustration. I didn't go into panic. I didn't go into stress because I need to get this job done. I said, no, I'm going to listen to my body and my spirit and my mind and what it's asking from me right now. And that brought me back to peace. I love that. That's so interesting. And I know earlier you were talking about um, like your soul connection and really listening to it. And I think that's mm. also what really helped you, I guess, you know, open the book and just have yeah. this message come out at you. That was like your soul speaking to you in the sense that whatever is going to come forward in this book that you open, this is the message that you need to hear right now at this time. And it's the same thing with how my bike is. That's why I loved how you said you it was my soul speaking to me because it really is about mind, body, soul. But when your soul speaks to you, sometimes you want to ignore it. And I think we usually want to ignore it because it's, what is that? What is that thing telling us we can or cannot do something? Or why is it feeling like I need to do something? Or, you know, it, it, you're just feeling a little off because then you're starting to question, okay, well, is it my mind or is it my body? Is it my body that's telling me this or is it my mind? Well, it's your soul, because at the end of the day, you're not really, you know, a being if you're not mind, body, soul, because you need those three components in order for you to be just one entity. And if you're only constantly, if you're constantly just focused on the mind and the body, you're not necessarily going to feel fully in alignment with yourself or with your goals or with whatever it is that you're, you know, going about your day with. You do need to make sure you are tapping into that tapping into that soul piece. And, you know, that's also why I love these card readings because I think the card readings, I don't, I don't want to bring it up too soon, but I think that the card readings really help to kind of give you that extra message where it really does speak to your soul because it's your soul that's coming out and opening up. It's, it's being vulnerable for you. So that way it can receive the message that you need to receive. And 
also when you're talking about, you know, it be, the feeling, feeling forced, well, yeah, obviously it's not going to feel nice when you do something, when the energy is forced, because your, your energy is going to be off. You're, you're, you're going to feel out of alignment. You're not going to feel, you know, like you're doing the right thing. You're going to feel this weird pressure and you don't want to have to feel that pressure. But if you're able to be in a, you know, in a positive place in the sense that, okay, it's not the end of the world of whatever it is that's happening in front of you. Know that, you know, your energy will come back to you, but you need to give the energy that time. And that feeling of forced, I think is what overrides your soul sometimes. I think that forceful feeling, it's like, I have to get this done. I'm going to be late. I have to get to this place. It's that constant, like stress in your life. That force, I really do believe again, is it, it does override your soul because, most people go go upon their day thinking mind and body. Yep, now I'm good. Like I got my mindset mm. good. I got my body good. But you, you forgot your soul, you know? And that's why you might feel sometimes out of alignment. You just feel like you might not have it all together. So I think that's a huge, uh, huge connection piece. So thanks for pointing that out for me earlier. And, and I was able to obviously elaborate on a little bit more now. And, and you yeah. know, think back to uh, the story of you know, the lady kicking the tire from, uh, from the tow truck, cause it's in her way. You know, I, I know you're saying you giggled about it, but you know, I'm kind of sitting here laughing about it too. And I think we can probably both agree for this, but I think we're both laughing because we've both been there. We've mm. both been there in that position where it is the end of the world. You are going to be late for work. You know, your boss is never going to let this No, You're literally creating all of these stupid, and I'm going to say stupid stories in your mind that honestly don't even make sense. So it's not that you were laughing at her No, laughing because you know, you, you've been there and you've, were able to overcome that. And that is a huge piece of emotional intelligence. If you are able to be more aware and more, um, intentful and mindful and everything that you're doing and thinking and feeling, then absolutely. You're going to feel more in alignment as well, but you're not going to feel that sense of, you know, that fight or flight feeling, you know, the sense of reaction instead of doing an action. Yeah. Being just being. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that you kind of went a little bit uh, deeper into that, the side of the soul and, and having that as a connection too. And I just want to quickly touch base. I think the reason why people so often forget that and become, um, unaligned out of alignment, however you want to say it, whatever is the proper English, um, is because, rational thinking gets in the way, right? Oh, you can't, right? Like you can't explain your soul. You can't put things down on a pro con list and, and rationalize it. Right. So I think that's why people come so far away from, from being connected to their soul because you can't explain it. It's just, it is your soul. Nobody else can feel it. It is your intuition. It is your intuitive knowing. It is your instinct. Um, you have to learn how to listen to it. And, and the more that you open yourself up to listening to it and the more that you trust it, the stronger it will become and the more aligned you will be on your soul path and, and moving towards your destiny and the reason why you're here. I think there's so many different ways that we can connect to our soul 
And I think a lot of people that are into astrology, you know, that's a great way um, to kind of connect to your soul because yes, it teaches you about your personality and the characteristics that you have based on the time that you're born. But it's got this, astrology has this um, kind of umbrella idea, this open idea that everything happens for a reason, right? And we kind of already touched on that idea that everything happens for a reason. You know, you were born at a certain, on a certain day, in a certain month, in a certain year, at a specific time. And whatever the moon and the planets and the stars, whatever they were saying at that time, they create your birth chart. And from your birth chart, you can learn um, different aspects about you. But I truly believe that before we're born and the moment that we're born, our path is laid out for us. You know, there's different options along our path in the sense that, you know, as we reach a lesson, if we don't learn the lesson, we're going to start moving down this path until we learn the lesson. And once we learn that lesson, then we kind of quickly shift in a new direction. So we do have a destiny. We do have a soul path. We have a direction that we are supposed to be moving down in order to evolve and grow and, and be the soul that we're supposed to be. And when we fight it, when we force ourselves in different directions, more problems occur more distractions happen, more challenges pop up in our life because it is trying to um, help awaken us to seeing these lessons, to learning them, to then shift on our soul path. I don't know if I just kind of went on a tangent there. No, um, that was so yeah. well put, Sydney. That was so well put. Like you really were able to dive into why it is that humans, you know, just disregard our soul because you can't, you can't physically see it. You can't trust it. But what's to say you can't trust your mind. You can't physically see your mind and your right. thoughts. Right. Yeah. So, or your body, let's say your, you know, yeah. you're physically feeling ill. You, you really can't see that. It's only a feeling within, but mm -hmm. I think the key component of, of your little riff you went off there was trust. Trust is key. Yes. Trusting in yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, then yeah, duh, you're going to feel out of alignment because you're just choosing to believe, you know, X, Y, and Z just because Sally or Mary said that that was right. And you're like, yeah, let's, that's, that's for sure it. You know, you got to trust yourself. If you think, if you think you know something, or if you, you think you need to do something, or you feel called to do something, and there's just something inside of you that's saying like, no, don't, that is your mind because it's, it's just literally rationalizing everything that has been gone, that has, that has gone on in your life previously. You know, let's say it is, you, you want to go on like a new, a new diet, let's say. You go on a new diet, your mind's like, no, don't do it because the last diet you went on, you failed and you felt mm. this way and you gained your, your weight back. And then you now, you're like, well, no, this diet's different because it's a different diet. And then your mind's like, no, it's not. It's the same thing. So it's like your mind is really playing tricks on you. But if your body or your soul is like, yes, I really need to do this because I feel ready to actually commit and follow through with this diet. And I know I'm going to be able to, you know, get good results from it way more than last time. Well, boom, there you go. You were able just to prove your own mind, your own thoughts wrong because you did go through the, the, um, the rationalization process, but it wasn't necessarily black and white. It was just more of trusting in yourself and believing in yourself that you can do it. 
Because if you don't have that trust in yourself, why the heck should anybody else trust you? And I'm going to be the one to say it, but if you don't trust yourself, why should I trust you? And 100%. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, and I think I love that you connected to trust because that what that was kind of the basis of what I was going off of. I just never said that word because when you were sharing everything about soul, I was like, yeah, trust, trust, trust. And then in my mind, and then, and then I never said it. So I'm so glad that you brought it back to that because that is, that's the reason why I went on that riff. I wanted to kind of connect to trust. And you're saying trust is key. If you don't trust yourself, then you'll be out of alignment. And I completely agree with that. And again, bringing in the spiritual aspect, because I was talking about, you know, you have a path, you have a destiny, you have a soul path that you're supposed to be traveling down. And when you are out of alignment, you are not on that soul path. So yes, trust yourself and trust in the universe. Trust that what is meant for you will be. So you're having a trust in yourself and you are having a trust in the universe, in your path, that what is meant for you will happen. And when you're able to do that, you can live much more peacefully and you can connect to joy so much easier. And trust really ties things back into our emotions because that is a huge lesson that I had to learn. Tying it back into my whole computer issue a year ago, right? And getting all upset. I was not trusting that these things were supposed to happen for a reason. I was not trusting in my abilities. I was not trusting in the divine universe in saying that I am supposed to own my own my own business. I am supposed to help heal people. I am supposed to bring these lessons, these ideas, this wisdom forward, right? I immediately went to, oh my God, life is over. This is the end. I'm a failure. Nothing good is going to come about from this, right? But what I ended up learning from the situation is that shit happens outside of our control always and forever. Yeah. Things are going to happen in our lives that we do not have control over. Now, how are you going to choose to show up and move forward in your life? Are you going to let that thing that you have no control over stress you the fuck out, sorry for my language, or are you going to say, I trust that this is supposed to happen for some sort of reason. I don't know why. I don't know where I'll learn it, when I'll learn it. But I am choosing that the only way for me to move forward in the best direction for me is to connect back to peace and connect back to joy. Because I've experienced stress. I've experienced chaos. I've experienced dysfunction. And I do not want to be in those emotions. Mm -hmm. I want to be at peace. So I'm going to trust in myself and the strength that I have to continue to move forward. And I'm going to do what I need to do to connect to peace. How do I connect to peace? I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to hop off this bike because I need to let the stress move out of me. Amen. Amen. And I think this would be a great time for me to share with you what my mom has shared with me. And there are three simple questions that it's really important to ask yourself these questions. If you are feeling that like, uh, should I, or shouldn't I, 
or this is too stressful or, or whatever's going on in your mind. And the first question is, what is the best thing that could happen? Name it. What, it. what is it? What is the best thing that could happen if you were to do that thing? What's the worst thing that could happen if you were to do that thing? Want to name the best first? You want to name the worst second. Then the third question is, what matters to you most? Is it more important for you to get the best outcome? Or is it more important for you to get the worst outcome? And going off of what you just finished, uh, Sid, you talked about resiliency. You know, life is going to throw shit at you. And it's a matter of how you're going to pick it up and, and turn those lemons into lemonade. Or if you just want to have a sour lemon and have them rock hard and throw them out in the garbage, well, that's, you know, that's your choice. But you have to be able to find a way on making it through. And, you know, another one of my mentors has taught me this is everybody in this world is given a coping cup. Everybody. And no matter what is being thrown at you in life, it will never, ever fill your coping cup because your coping cup is you telling yourself, I can do this or I, or where your mind is saying, no, you can't do it. But with this coping cup, it's never going to be overfilled because you're not ever going to be thrown too much stuff that you can't handle because you're always going to be able to find a way of getting through it. And that's where that resiliency is being built. You know, every time something is added to your cup, it's just you trying to find out how to get rid of some of the things so you have more room in your coping cup. But your coping cup will never ever overfill even though you might feel like it is the worst day in the world or the most stressful time in your life. You're gonna get through it. You're gonna get by. You just need to trust yourself that you are going to be able to get by, that you are going to be able to do it. And that is or should be the most important thing to you is that you are going to be able to get through this. Trust, 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 trust. I love that, the coping cup. Um, and I almost think, I don't know if this is something that your, your mentor, your coach said, or if you've thought of, but when you explain that, that your coping cup will never fill and you say, you know, you'll, you'll always find a way to get through. It made me think of, you know, that saying of you've gotten through every single bad day already, right? Or, or however yeah. that saying goes. Yep. And it makes me think your coping cup will never fill because every single bad day you've ever experienced that you have gotten through, because you have, you've gotten through them all, it almost allows your coping cup to grow, right? Totally. In the sense that yeah. your, your strength grows, right? Your resilience grows. You become stronger. You become more resilient. So your coping cup grows as well. So the next time something hits you, it might feel like the worst that you've ever experienced, the hardest that you've ever experienced. And it probably is in that moment because every single other bad experience, bad day, challenge, hard time that you've gone through has built up your resiliency and has built up your strength. So the next time something even harder comes through, you can get through it because your coping cup has become larger. Exactly. And, and you have become larger. And your strength is larger, right? And your love is larger. 
Exactly. So how and it's a matter of, of just moving forward, right? Yeah. And I think that those three questions that my mom has always, 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 always asked me, you know, whenever I came to her for advice, what's the best thing? What's the worst thing that could happen? And what matters to you most? I think that's a great starting point for you to find out how you're going to grow your coping cup, how you're going to build resiliency, because you're really asking yourself these honest questions. You know, Mm -hmm. are you just going to sit on the couch and cry about it? Or are you going to do something about it? Or do you need to build up the courage, whatever it is, but know that you're going to get through it. Yeah, exactly. Or do you need to sit on the couch, cry about it, not tell yourself the story once your crying's done, then connect to something that will bring you a positive emotion. Totally. And it's not to say that crying is bad. Oh my God. But you're so right. You know, sometimes you do need to cry about it. I need to cry about things. Like I think I've already cried yeah. twice this week. You know, the, just twice this week. I've cried three times today. <laughs> oh my God. You I definitely got the, me beat girlfriends. <laughs> I, think the, I really think that the, the majority of the time I do cry about it. So if you're out there listening and you're like, yeah, I'm a crier. I cry a lot. That's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But don't tell yourself a story while you're crying. Just yes. cry. Yeah. Let it out. Let it let out. It out. And then I remember, I'm going to bring this up. We haven't talked about it yet today, but you've mentioned it to me before. And I think it's great. And we, I, we kind of touched on this idea of connecting to something positive, right? Like trusting in the universe, shit happens. How are you going to move forward? Right. Cry it out. And then And then what do you want to do moving forward? Do you want to stay kind of in this place of being like, oh, I just cried and I was just upset. And now I know I need to move forward. I didn't tell myself a story, but I still have this kind of upset vibe. Um, And I'm saying this from experience because me crying three times today, I was definitely carrying that with me. And then I got on this call with Ange and she was like, here, let, I'm just going to, you know, get y'all excited and jacked up and we're going to move away from that. And because she did that, I was then able to let go of the negative emotions. Even though I'd already cried, I was able to kind of step into something more positive. So a great strategy that Ange has shared with me um, that I have used now and I think is so good is, okay, cry if you need to cry, let the emotion through you and then turn up that music and have a yes, dance party. Uh, dance party in your kitchen. That's my favorite thing. Right? Like oh. do something right now that is going to make you smile. Yes. Connect to that positive emotion. So when you do decide to go back to that project or you go back to tackle that thing that you were working on, you're not doing so from a place of, I just moved through a really difficult emotion and now I have to do this. So I'm going to do it. Do it from a place of, I just moved through that fucking difficult emotion and I want to be happy and I am happy and I'm empowered and I'm motivated and I'm courageous. So I'm going to get this done. Heck yes. It's reframing your mindset. That's exactly it. You know, turning that suck knob down and turning the I'm freaking awesome dial up like all the way up because you are awesome. And I think that this is actually even a even more awesome time to bring in some card reading because yes, Paul was like a lot of uppers and downers I was feeling. So I'm thinking that this, this reading is going to definitely give us some guidance and some insight into yes. how we can deal with our next emotional outburst, whether it's positive or negative. 
Yes, exactly. I agree. I think that this episode was amazing. I mean, we shared a lot of our own experiences, our own strategy um, and wisdom that hopefully can help you as you're moving through emotions and reminding yourself to trust. So as Ange said, now is the time that we are going to do our Oracle card reading of the week. And so I am shuffling up. I've got the Power Animal Oracle deck here. I'm giving them a shuffle and I'm asking them, um, what is something that we need to know? What is something that we need to know right now? Those of us listening to the Caring Connected Conversations podcast, what do we need to know? Whoa, okay, I've got two cards that just came flying out at me. And the first one is kangaroo, which means gratitude. Be grateful for all you are blessed with. We didn't touch on gratitude today, but this is a great way to get out of those negative emotions. This is a great way to connect back to positivity is looking at your life and being grateful for all of the beautiful things. So if you've been in a negative emotion and if you're struggling to get out of it, maybe you can't have a dance party in your kitchen. Maybe you're in the middle of your office or um, co-working space. Then connect to something that you are grateful for. And that's going to help you to move forward. And then the next card that came forward is koala, which means empathy. Speak less and listen more. This is a great kind of um, little piece of guidance and a message for us that's connected to that don't tell yourself a story right? Speak less and listen more. Just allow the emotion to move through you. Listen to yourself and your needs, right? Kind of taking it back to Ange and her bike um, and then hopping off the bike and walking. She listened to herself. She didn't question it. She didn't say all these things to tell herself that that's silly. She just listened and she did what her body, what her mind, what her soul was asking her for. So this week we are being reminded to be grateful for all that you are blessed with. And we are being reminded to speak less and listen more in life. Wow. These are perfect cards to be pulled. They're always perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, as as you know, should know, hopefully by now, episode number seven, holy moly, every episode will be ending off with a card reading to give us, as we said earlier, some more wisdom and guidance on, on whatever it is, the topic that we were discussing. And hopefully that you can also carry on the conversations that we conversed about, but with yourself or maybe with a friend, you know, listen to this podcast with a friend. And I just wanted to thank you guys, especially today for listening to this podcast. And if you were listening to it all the way through the end, you're amazing. You're going to get through this. You rock. You're a rock star. And just thank you for listening to, to this podcast because Cindy and I both appreciate it from the bottom of our absolute heart. And I know that we are able to help you in some way. So if this podcast is that way, again, we're so grateful for you. So Thank you. Thank you. And if you guys want to learn a little bit more about us, you can definitely check us out on our socials. Don't forget to look at the description on the podcast. You'll find all of our socials there. Both Sid and I have some communities on Facebook as well. If you want to get even more into our energy, or even if you have a simple question, send us an email and we'd be happy to answer it. And yeah, thank you again so, so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, night, evening, or whatever it is that you're doing. Bye. Bye, everyone.